Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And this is Claire McKenna in for Andrea this afternoon. Do get in touch with us. You can call 1890-453-106. You can tweet us at Lunchtime Live NT or email us Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com. Now, Brooke Scullion may not have had much luck last night, but another couple did. Kira and Mark got engaged over at the Eurovision and we were asking earlier about your unusual engagement stories. And Sean is on the line. Sean, tell us how you proposed to your now husband, Mark. Hey Claire, how's things? Uh, so uh, this was back in 2019 actually. Uh, so it was our seven year anniversary since he'd actually asked me out in the tent at Electric Picnic. And then it was our seven year anniversary, so it was the Sunday of Electric Picnic. And I decided I want to propose to him. But I wanted to do it like we, uh, we love music festivals and like we love gigs and things like that. So we wanted to do it somewhere like a slight bit different. And uh, about two weeks before, it's a friend of mine. She works with, uh, there's an act called Sing Along Social. So a woman called Aoife McElwain runs it. And then she's got uh, a couple of performers who work with her. So it's like basically a giant choir karaoke. Yeah, I've uh, seen it in action. It looks incredible. It was on my list and then COVID struck and they weren't doing it. But they get together and sing like movie soundtracks and Britney Spears albums. And it just seems like absolute joy. Oh, it's, it's like amazing. Like, it's just one of these things where, like, it just sparks joy and it's just one of the beautiful things in life. But um, there is actually one, just like I'm going to try a little promo there for him. There's one coming up in the Sugar Club on the 19th mm-hmm. of this month, actually. So uh, I think it's a Dolly Parton, Shania Twain uh, team night, actually. But yes. uh, Aoife, Aoife great. And so I saw that they were playing day two. And I was like, oh, that actually might work. Because I couldn't come up with, I knew I wanted to do it on that day. And like Rail Hain or Shine was going to do something. And I got on to a friend of mine, Sarah, who works with Isa. And basically I was like, look, I was like, is there any chance you could help me with something? And then the whole thing kind of just took off. And Aoife came up with this idea that we were going to get everyone that was there to get down on one knee. And then she was going to ask him to stand up. And basically then she'd be like, do you have a boyfriend called Sean? He wants to ask you a question, hand me the microphone. But the thing on the day was like Sing Along Social gained a bit of a cult following like over that year. So I knew the previous year, Electric Picnic, there'd been about maybe like three or 400 people there. Uh, it kind of grew a bit more. There was about more like three or 4,000 people there. So about halfway through, after a couple of delays, um, like I can't keep secrets to save my life. And even sure, him, were you sweating? Really like how nervous were you? Oh, I was absolutely breaking it. Like... <laughs> I genuinely was sitting there and my heart was about to jump out of my chest. And it was day two, like, were you a bit delicate as well? Oh, God, yeah. I had no voice left. (laughs) I literally had no voice left. You can hear, there was a video, there was a video taken of it and, like, you can just hear my voice inside me and I was like, my vocal cords are so strained from trying to even, like, talk. (laughs) And even then when he said yes, he got really emotional and uh, uh, so about halfway through, he got, like... uh, Everything happened. Aoife got everyone to get down one knee. He got really emotional then after I asked him. And all you can hear on the video is this tiny little squeak of a yes because he had no voice and then he was so emotional on top of this. But the whole thing went down a storm. Like you can see, everyone just went crazy. Like the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. And yeah, it was just amazing. Oh, so, that is gorgeous. And what was the song? What was the last song in the lead up to everyone getting down on one knee? So uh, firstly, it was, uh, it was after... Um, Oh, Beyonce. Uh, 
Beyonce, I'm all single ladies, once that was over, <laughs> basically that's when the queue was. I knew that uh, it was coming up then. And then as soon as that was over then, um, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody came on. Oh, I, I, I'm welling up. This is lovely. And did you have an actual ring to put a ring on it? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That thing was fun. Imagine trying to get a ring box into a music festival through security without oh. them noticing. So it actually looked, this, <laughs> it went down in front of my pants. <laughs> Gorgeous. Because I couldn't have them pull out a ring box and be like, what's inside in this? Uh, so I had to put it somewhere where I wouldn't be searched for. <laughs> so it went down in front of my pants and we got it in, um, thankfully. And yeah, the whole thing went, it went down the storm. Like he had no idea. And like, I genuinely didn't think it would happen and be that big or anything like that. So like on the day, my heart was jumping out of my chest. But what was amazing as well is I told all of our friends. So like, like there were so many of our friends were all around us because he arrived and he was like, God, there's a lot of people here that we know. And I was like, oh yeah, I wonder why that is. Oh, that is so special. And do you in any way feel you missed out on being proposed to? Oh no, I'd die. If he did something like that to me, I would like, I like big displays and things like that. But like, I get really awkward sometimes being the centre of attention. So if there was something like that, if I'm prepared for it and I know what's going to happen, I'll like, I'm completely fine. Put me up on stage in front of 10,000 people. Absolutely fine. Cause I've got planned in my head. But if someone did that to me, I'd probably have a breakdown. I'd be freaking out because I'd be put on the spot and I wouldn't know what would happen. But then I'm a bit of a control freak as well. I'm a complete control freak. I just, I, I, even when I'm thinking about that day and, uh, you know, of you in a festival and the amount of unknowns, I just don't even think I could cope. I think as a control freak, you did really, really well with so many of the the, the unknowns, as I say, that come about at a festival, if, if not anything else. What about your wedding then? That was festival themed too. Yeah, so that was uh, just one thing actually going back about the control thing. I. Uh, there was two things that happened. Firstly, it was delayed by an hour. So it was on an hour later than it should be. And then secondly, he kept trying, he was about halfway through. We normally were like, if we want to go to something at the same time, we go half to one, half to the other. He kept trying to lead to go to Roshi Murphy. I was like, oh, there's something special <laughs> happening. I heard there's going to be something special happening. Just need to stay for like another five minutes and then we can go. Yeah, and I was thinking that because you never know. Like you could just be narky in a couple. You could say, no, I'm not going over there. There's so much trekking involved with the festival. You could just get to one side and be like, no, I'm not going to the sing-along social. I don't care how good it is. I'm just going to sit here and have a burger. You know, you just don't know. But luckily it all went off really well. That is an incredible story. I absolutely love it. Well done, Sean, and all the best to you and Mark. It's been great chatting to you and have a great day, Eric. And you have a lovely weekend. Lots of your texts are coming in on this one. 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Myself and my husband got engaged at a Boomtown Rats concert in the RDS in 1985. It was to be their last concert. A fight broke out in front of us and I got an accidental elbow in the ribs, at which point I fainted. My husband had to carry me to the first aid tent. We are 35 years married on September 9th this year. So at what point did the ring come into all of that situation? Was it in the first aid tent? I feel I need more. Uh, KP in Waterford said I proposed to my now wife on April Fool's Day in 2006 because it was the day that the ring was available for collection. I was so preoccupied with asking the big question that I completely forgot it was April Fool's Day. We went out for a meal and I proposed when we got home. She started crying immediately, locked herself in the bathroom saying that it was the cruelest April Fool's joke ever. It took about 10 minutes to convince her that I wasn't joking. She eventually accepted it and said yes nearly 15 years of marriage later. 
I have yet to pull off a prank as good as that. Nice one, KP. We have Helena on the line. Helena, how are you? How are you doing? I'm very good. You have your own unique engagement story. I do. I uh, Yeah, I did things a little bit differently. Um, my husband is uh, German and I decided that I would be the one to propose. Um, so I decided to basically tell all of his family in Germany that um, I was going to throw a birthday party for him and I was also going to propose to him at that party. So I got them all to fly over um, completely. By He had no idea any of this was happening and threw a surprise birthday party for him. And later in the night, I proposed to him in front of all of our family. Now, I was pretty sure he was going to say yes. So, but this <laughs> it was a double as whammy. As it sounds, but um, yeah, it was a bit, yeah, a bit of a shock for him. <laughs> he had two shocks in the one night. I was at a fiftieth birthday party recently, and we were all hidden in this back room of the house. And the guy walked in, and everyone said surprise. And like, I'm actually surprised he didn't have a heart attack. Like he thought he was going into an empty house. Everything was in darkness, just to grab some chairs. And next thing, everyone's just like roaring at him. I, I, I think it's very intense experience. So he'd just come down from all of that and next thing yeah, he got yeah. engaged. But look, it's all joyous stuff, isn't it? It is, exactly, exactly. It was it was really lovely. And, you know, even the, his father came over who, you know, would be in his, he was in his 70s then and it was just a shocker for for my husband to, to see him sitting there in a <laughs> in an armchair in this house near my parents' house. You know, it was like just all very, very bizarre. But Thankfully, it worked out well and he did say yes and we're happily married. And (laughs) you know what, that is really special to have all of his family there from Germany and the best way to do it was to have them there there for the birthday and then, you you know, you wanted them all to be part of that as well. You got married on a Friday the 13th. We did. We did indeed, yes. Um, I didn't, we didn't realise at the time when we were booking the venue that it was Friday the 13th. We just, okay, it's a, you know, 13th of September. That's absolutely hunky-dory. And it was only afterwards that we realised, ah, Friday the thirteenth, okay. And there was there was a little part of me that just kind of thought, ooh, that's that's not going to look very romantic on the invitations, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but it we, all we, went we, off beautifully. It all went off beautifully. There was no, there were, you know, well, there were a few hiccups if, if you think about it. I guess. I mean, one of our guests did walk into a tree and hit his head. Um, another guest who will definitely remain nameless got stung by a bee on his. Bum. Oh. <laughs> but apart from that, it could happen. <laughs> could happen on any day. And you're yeah, actually exactly, expecting exactly. your first baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting a baby in a week's time. But all of our friends reckon that I might go into labour today because Friday the 13th just seems to be kind of following us. Well, that <laughs> so. would be nice if you could, uh, you know, have a Friday the 13th wedding and baby. But either way, um, you know, it's obviously a, a lucky date for you. It is. It is definitely. Um and yeah, it, it 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 seems to be following us throughout our lives for some reason. We we adopted a dog about a year ago as well, and named him Muffin. And when I googled dogs named Muffin, we realised that there's a dog named Muffin in the movie Friday the Thirteenth Part Two as well. So. I, I think that date is just going to follow us throughout our lives. <laughs> and I asked Sean when he was on there a moment ago, did he feel like he missed out on being proposed to? Did Do you feel that? I mean, you took the, the reins there. Do you ever wish you'd, not wish you'd waited, but wonder what would have happened and when would your now husband have done it and how would that have been? Um, I, I definitely don't feel like I missed out. Definitely not. Um, I would be the kind of, the one that instigates most of these things in in our relationship, I suppose. 
Um, and I am a control freak as well, definitely. Um, I like to be the surpriser, not the surprisee. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like to be on the on that side of the of the coin. Um, and, you know, I love my husband. I wanted to nail it down. So Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. And we've been talking <laughs> about gender stereotypes and, you know, we don't need to wait for a prince to come in and, and you know, rescue us. That's not the, the story here anymore. No, so look, no, wishing you all not. the best with the baby and everything, Helena. Take Thank care. You. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for talking to me. So let us... Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.